Hey, David. Hey, Anthony. Hey. I'm so disappointed. Like, usually I'm pretty happy, pretty happy-go-lucky guy. Not many yeah. things get me down. And things are pretty going pretty well for me, you know? Like, work's going well. I got a really cool trip coming up. Um, Where are you going? Building a house and going to move into that in about a month. Uh, we're going to... Um, so I'm going to go to Stockholm for... Uh, about four days for business and then um i get to stop off in london on the way home uh, a couple days there gonna gonna meet up with the beef eaters and uh sorry the the who uh the the men who eat beef the beef eaters these these are the gentlemen that um you know guard stuff and wear the the funny outfits you know beef eaters Oh, you mean like the guys in the red outfits with the the tall, fluffy hats? Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. So like, they're also called yeoman warders. So it's yeah. not the it's not the it's not the not the not the guards like at Buckingham Palace. Not the ones with the big black hats, right? It's they wear they do wear funny costumes. You just need to look up a picture of the beef eaters. Anyways, I was told by your sister Lisa to do the beef eater tour. Uh, I think at like the Tower of London. So, yeah, because whatever Lisa, Lisa says, yeah. people are into whatever Lisa says, right? <laughs> like one time I was that. like, hey, guys, check out this book. It's a really good book. It's a really good author. And everyone's like, yeah, sure, Dave, sure, Dave, sure, Dave, whatever. You're an English teacher, whatever, whatever. Lisa <laughs> mentions that author in that book to one person, and all of a sudden everyone in the family had read it. Awesome. <laughs> but I like my favorite comment that you, you made to me one time was um, – you know, you had really been pushing like bidets in the family for a long time. You're you're kind of the bidet guy. Um, happy bum, happy life. Yeah, you you fell in love with the bidet uh, in your time in Argentina, and uh, you still you have a bidet attachment, right? And one of the uh, best Christmas gifts I've ever gotten. And and your brother Adam um, was in a hotel with a with a cool bidet, and so he was showing it on. A, was it like a Marco Polo or some type yep, of video for yep, family? Yep, yep, and everyone yep, was yep. pretty interested in that. And uh, I just knew you were like burning up inside because people were finally interested in a bidet. <laughs> and, you, and you had mentioned like, like all you need now is for Lisa to like get a bidet and then everyone will get, everyone else will get a bidet and Lisa will be known as the bidet person. Adam will be known as the bidet guy. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa, for introducing us to the bidet life. That's what we would get from then on. I think this is, your, this is your middle child syndrome coming through. Yeah, I don't feel like it's a syndrome. I feel like it's, like, for real. <laughs> like, I know Colt and Christine listen to our podcast. They're great, and I love them. But I got them a bidet as a Christmas gift a couple years ago. They thought it was a joke gift. I legitimately <laughs> wanted to spread the joy of a clean bum. That's what I wanted to give to them. Did they uh, re-gift it? Did they re-gift it? <laughs> no, they, they're doing that lots is, of renovations in their house. That is one gift. That is one gift you cannot re-gift after use, right? I mean, once you no. use it, that's yours. You claim it for life. Yeah, the used bidet market is not a strong market. <laughs> you go on right? eBay. There are not. You have to be pretty famous, right, to 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 sell a bidet. Tom Selleck's bidet is gonna yeah. go for a there's couple thousand on eBay. There's definitely a market for like Donny Osmond's bidet, right? Oh man, Donny Osmond's bidet. <laughs> I, I feel like I went for a pretty old star who at least has been in some stuff, but Donny Osmond is pretty C-list for 2019. When I, I've, I've told people recently that he was the one that sang the song in Mulan, 
We are men. Yeah, let's right? get down to business to defeat the Huns. Yeah. And I said, that's Donny Osmond. Someone was like, no, that's Donny Osmond? Like, yep. He didn't voice the character, though, right? He just sang the song. Yeah, I think so. Speaking of which, I know we're going tangential here. Like, Oh, this is, th- um, this is the third week in August. Tangential is what we do. In okay. Song. In that case, with your full blessing, here I go. Okay. So the new live-action Mulan looks amazing. Right? I don't know if we've talked about it on the show yet. If we have, I don't care. I'm going to talk about it so. again. It looks like an awesome modern kung fu movie with a female star playing Mulan doing kung fu type stuff and chap- uh, Chinese martial arts and stuff. It looks awesome. I'm not that excited to see The Little Mermaid. Don't care. Right? Mm. It's just The Little Mermaid. Don't need that. But if you can take the story from Mulan and make it modern and make it live action, I'm all for that. I'm excited to see how they work in Eddie Murphy's character. Yeah, the, the little dragon. Oh, I meant actually Eddie Murphy, whoever he's playing. Because it's definitely not going to be Mulan unless Eddie Murphy's in it. For That's me. the truth. Yeah. So maybe maybe the dragon and the cricket become like a metaphor. I don't know. Mm. Um, no, I think it'll be cool. The uh, the trailer that I saw looked really, really cool. Um, I, like, yeah. I like, I think I like most of these Disney, well, okay, I shouldn't say that because I think I've seen two of them. Let me think. The the, the Disney live action ones. I saw Maleficent, and I thought that was good. Um, there's been there's been a bunch of them, right? Like Beauty and the Beast. Haven't seen that one. Sleeping my, Beauty. My, my no, daughter Sleeping loves that one. Seen that one. My daughter Aladdin. loves Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Uh, Aladdin didn't see that one. What other ones have there been? I feel like Lion seen, King. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Okay, so the one I saw was good, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen the other ones yet. Which is the one that you saw? Maleficent. Oh, that's right. I, yeah, that one's okay. Yeah. Can I, you hear a baby crying? Is that coming through? No. Because I can hear it. So, okay. Well, we'll see if it comes through on the recording. If it comes through on the recording, sorry, folks. And, oh, so this is a different dynamic for this episode. Why I keep asking David like if he can hear stuff is because we are recording from remote locations. He is at his house. I'm at mine. We can both wear whatever we want. Um, I am currently fi- fully clothed. Finally, this... true freedom. Um, so we're testing this out because, um, as I've mentioned, and as David's mentioned, he started a new job that's um, a little bit further away from uh, from my house, but it'll be much further away from my new house, where I'm going in about a month. And uh, and so it's just going to work out better if we can do this remotely. So we're right. testing the waters, see, see how it works. I like it so far because I didn't have to drive as far. Um, well, that's all I have to say about that. I think you were waiting for me to say more things, but there yeah. were no more things to say. Right. Oh, okay. So... Before we went on this uh, seven-minute uh, uh, tangent, I was saying is, I was sad. Remember is that me? all it is? Seven minutes? Yeah, so we're only seven minutes in. Uh, buckle up, folks. No, I. Uh, yeah, so I am a little okay. I started off by saying, you know, I was a little sad, even though all these good things are happening, whatever. And it's because I, a few days ago, was thinking that I would live. You know, you hear about all these like epic times in history like well what it would what would it have been like to be alive when the great wall of china was built actually you probably wouldn't have wanted to live in china when that was built because you were probably like forced into labor to build the wall and nobody used bidets so that time period's out for me 
Yeah, or or like the French Revolution. Although I wouldn't want it to have been guillotined, and I probably would have been because I would have been like one of the you know royalty. Obviously, I would have been of the noble class, and uh, they w- I would have been resisted. So sure, it's cute that you're saying that, but there's that. there's an actual lord in my family chain, right? Okay. So I'm actually descended from a Scottish uh, royalty. So say what you want, joking. Uh, yes. I'm legit. Yes, Scottishland and France are two different things, David. Yes, so. they are. But you just said you would have been a lord or king or some such garbage. But I'm actually descended from lords and kings and stuff. Everyone is. Like, if you look at anyone's genealogy, it always goes back to some king or lord. Like, you go back eight generations, everyone's royalty. Fact. We'll fact, to- look. Yeah, well, okay, look it up, Dave. Look up this fact. There's no way to look that up. I'm just going to quickly research the genealogy of every person on on the planet. Um, Not yeah, even Watson like, that, could do that. Like, that's like in litigation where um, there's this. Uh, so you, when you ask for documents from the other side, right? There's this phase called discovery where you can like request evidence, right? Whether it's like emails or whatever, right? And so a tactic that the side that needs to produce the evidence will will use is is just give you everything under the sun right so so much information that it's nearly impossible to actually go through it all so that the act so that the important piece of information gets buried yeah makes sense all right all right enough of that so yeah thinking about what what did it, what would it have been like to live during these really momentous periods and i thought i was about to live through one david i thought i was about to live through this generation's louisiana purchase because our president, Mr. Donald A. Trump, was set on buying Greenland, but today, apparently, the deal fell through. Oh, but yeah. the art of the deal, the Donald, the art of the deal. What happened? Well, now it may just be a negotiation tactic. We'll see. But apparently, the U.S. and Denmark had this. So Denmark is the like Greenland kind of functions as an independent state, but they're part of Denmark, right? So like if really. If, U.S. were to buy Denmark, they'd buy it from. Sorry, if the U.S. were to buy Greenland, they'd buy it from Denmark. So what? We'd send a cashier's check over to Denmark. <laughs> Probably Venmo. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, das, das Venmo. So we had this meeting set up with Denmark, and um, uh, like a week ago, maybe it was even earlier this week or last week. I don't know. Whatever it was, it was leaked that that tr- Trump had like asked his aides. Um, to acquire about uh, purchasing Greenland, right? And everyone kind of assumed it was a joke. Well, okay, I shouldn't say everyone. A lot of people assumed it was a joke. Other people assumed he was just kind of crazy. Um, And uh, so he tweets out today, Denmark is a very special country with incredible people, but based on Prime Minister, oh, here we go, Met Fredriksen, that wasn't too bad, uh, Met Fredriksen's comments, that she, oh, it's a she, okay, that she would have no Why is that surprising you? It's 2019. Met, I don't know, met. Uh, the only Mets I know are men. All right, get it? The New right. York Metropolitan's joke. <laughs> that she would have no interest in discussing the purchase of Greenland. So, so due to that, I will be postponing our meeting scheduled in two weeks for another time. The prime minister was able to save a great deal of expense and effort for both the United States and Denmark by being so direct. I thank her for that and look forward to rescheduling sometime in the future. Exclamation point. Uh, so this could be, I mean, 
I have no idea how set he is on wanting to buy Greenland. It's not unprecedented, obviously, for the U.S. to acquire land via purchase, right? We did so with Alaska and and most of the western United States with uh, with the uh, Louisiana Purchase. And some and of it we just kind of moved in. Some of it we just, you know, we occupied. We uh, Have you heard of adverse possession? No. It's a legal concept where essentially, and it varies by state, but essentially if you occupy land that is not yours but you do so openly and um and there there's some other requirements again depending on where you are but essentially the the main thing is that you you occupy the space and you do so openly and it's not yours that after a certain amount of time it becomes yours that's interesting so that that's kind of a law in argentina so if you uh, if you squat on a property basically for a certain amount of time and if uh, no one else moves in, like you own that property after a while. So we actually yeah. I actually knew a family and I would visit them who kind of snuck in to uh, to a little it, it was basically just an empty lot and a little shack. But they snuck into that. They basically staked out the place and when someone left they went in and that other place had like left stuff there and and like some food and some furniture and stuff but they just kind of snuck in while they were out getting water or something like that and the police came and they were like ma'am you left that's the law like yeah. they're in there now so someone had to be there all the time so one of them was always there yeah and part of me like the property rights person in me is like what like how can someone's property just because become another person's property because because you i don't know you went on vacation right or yeah or you have Maybe you have so many properties, you just didn't get back to that one, you know, soon enough. Um, but then there's the other part of me that's like, well, that land was, you know, maybe neglected. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't being used to its potential. And I think about it as a neighbor, right? Like if I'm, if there's a house next to me and, the, and my neighbor uh, just goes away to Europe for 10 years, right? <laughs> and the grass is overgrown and the windows are broken and the house is, you know, in a dilapidated condition, uh, and it brings down my property value. But then some, some jolly hermit, you know, decides to occupy this dwelling, fixes the window, mows the lawn, right, takes care of all the rat feces in the house, uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden, instead of a blight in the neighborhood, it's uh, it, it just looks like any other house, and my property value comes up. I am grateful to that jolly hermit for adversely possessing that house. So I so, get that argument. Um, right. So I, I just wouldn't want to be adversely possessed. Right. So I thought of two things while you were talking about that. First, you said rat feces, and I put them together, and it's, I said Reese's. Mm -hmm. uh, and now feces, feces. Yeah. <laughs> What's really crazy is now I really want a Reese's peanut butter cup. Like, That's like even even comparing it to rat feces, I still want to go and get myself a nut rages bar or something like that. Uh, second thing, as you were talking about all that legal jargon and stuff, I just kept thinking Exxon locomotor. Oh, so close, so very close, David. Um, so what I'm trying to say is we should adversely possess Greenland. I guess. But, is the so the Danes, so the Danes aren't there. So if, if like we just send one American citizen to squat there for a while, eventually it'll just be ours and the people of Greenland can't say bupkis about it. Well, I think because people of Greenland are there, that, that invalidates our occup occupancy. But are, but are they Danes or are they Greenlandish? 
I don't know all the nuances of of citizenship in the Denmark Empire, which apparently Sounds it is complicated. An um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I doubt we could adversely possess unless we somehow trick them. Like if we held a carnival just offshore, like we rented a bunch of carnival cruise line ships, okay, and uh, invited all the Greenlandians to come and stay on the ships, and then we just as soon as all they were all on the ships sailed them away right like sent them to australia okay stay with me and then we had our armed forces just you know march or just let's cure the homeless problem in the united states send all our homeless to greenland greenland becomes our australia okay and send them there for 10 to 20 years and uh, hopefully there's some adverse position concept in international law i'll get back to you on that uh by the time my children are my age, we will own Greenland. So I think I just, I think I just international diplomacied the situation. I don't know if that's a verb, but I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And follow up to your, your idea, which I'm just going to politely call an idea and just leave it at that. Uh, what would we I gain by so. owning Greenland? I mean, honestly, what is Greenland going to give us? Uh, we'll finally be bigger than Canada, which is, I think, reason enough to do it. The U.S. by landmass is currently the third biggest country in the world. There's no way we're going to catch Russia. We would have to absorb Canada, which, hey, plan B, um, to match Russia. Russia's like almost twice as big as us, and and Canada's just barely bigger than us. So you put us and Canada together, we're bigger than Russia. Okay. So, aren't we basically one with Canada anyway? Like, they watch our news for crying out loud. Yeah, but they don't get ESPN. They have to watch TSN, which is like the Kroger brand ESPN. They don't get ESPN? No. No, they have their own the sporting news or whatever. I don't know what the acronym stands for, but it, yeah, it's TSN. It's something that like athletes and sportscasters complain about all the time is when they go to Canada, they can't watch Sports Center. I mean, they have the Canadian Sports Center, but it's like 80% hockey. Yeah. Minor league hockey, junior hockey, high school hockey. Then you get then, some, some Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette news. Vladdy. Dude, Vladdy Jr. I love that guy. And Bo Bichette having the nickname Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, right, he's, a, he's a the uh, awesome new uh, shortstop for the Blue Jays, right? Is he a rookie? I mean, yes. I had never heard of him until two weeks ago. Yes. First of all, great hair. Second of all, he owns the record for the most doubles uh, in consecutive, like most consecutive games with a double. And he did it in his first 11 games of in the majors. Just crazy Amazing. stuff, right? So, basketball or basketball. Baseball is so crazy that even though it's been around for 150 years, there are records broken every season. And like yes, it's records nuts. you wouldn't think that would fall so easily. Like at consecutive doubles, like that doesn't seem like an easy record to break. But Bo Bichette comes along and with his awesome hair and cool name, breaks the doubles record. Yeah, and I don't know if he has a great average. I don't know if he's still playing really well, but just the None fact that, that right, just the fact that he has this record is pretty awesome. And they also have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh the Blue Jays look like they're going to be a fun team. I'm not saying they're going to be a good team, but they're yes. at least going to be a fun team for a while. Yeah. And in baseball, if you can have a fun team, that's like, that. I mean, that's almost as good as winning the World Series, right? Because 
Well, financially speaking, maybe. Financially speaking, right. If you get people to the games, that's really all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I did decide to look into how much Greenland would cost, just in case uh, Mr. President needed to know. Sure. And uh, USA Today calculated that based on the value of Wyoming, which I guess has similar land properties in that it doesn't have like large mineral or oil deposits and it's essentially cold land. <laughs> Although I guess it's not landlocked like Wyoming. Anyways, based on Wyoming's value and based on Greenland being five, and, Wyoming's value is about $97 billion. Okay. Uh, that, seems really, that seems really small considering how much land there is. Right, but it makes yeah, sense for Wyoming. It's, un, it's like unimproved land, right? It's just land. Yeah. Uh, like if you drive, so uh, I remember driving back and forth from college. You drive up I-15, and you're through these like uh, really like uninhabited, desolate parts of Utah, right? And you'd see signs, and it's like, you know, fifteen dollars an acre, right? And yes. It's like it's like impossible to get to. There's like no yeah. road, right? And so I don't know. There, yeah, there's tons of acreage out there, but who who wants to who wants to be there? Parts of Wyoming, I'm sure, are beautiful, but then there's others that it's like you need a four wheeler to get to. Yeah. Um, okay, so based on Wyoming's $97 billion valuation, they estimate that Greenland would be worth about $533 billion, which is not a lot of money. I mean, like when we're talking about like the world, you know, the, the budget of the United States, that's a drop in the bucket. Like we really increase, increase our deficit by trillions of dollars every year. Like, why not just add a, a country or whatever it is, the state of Greenland? Um, I don't know why we're not actively looking into buying more territory. Let's just buy it all. Let's just be the Disney of the world. Let's just keep accumulating. Disney can. It, Disney seems like they got their hands on everything except now for Spider-Man. Oh, this is a bad transition, but it's a transition that had to be made. Yeah, So, so we both learned today, the world learned today, that... Sony and Disney are potentially ending their deal to keep Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe. Oh, by the so way, this is all, not a sports podcast today. I don't know if anyone's caught on, but we're doing other stuff today. I mean, maybe some we, sports come up. We talked baseball, man. Plus, I have a, I have a, a preseason football, a couple things in preseason football to talk about. But first, you important Luke stuff. Uh, no, I, I, I have what I would consider a... a uh, yeah, it's a hot take. I got a hot take for, for preseason football. A couple of them, actually. Um, one of them involving one of my favorite teams. But we're talking about something more important right now, which is Spider-Man. So what I don't understand is the new the Spider-Man movie made a billion dollars this year, right? right. So what, do mean? I understand it? Yeah, so Sony and Disney work together on this. They share the profits or whatever. I don't know exactly how it goes down. I haven't read the details yeah, on that, I mean, right? I think like all of the, uh, all or or most of the profits go to Sony for the movie, but Disney gets the right to use, um, to to essentially develop the movies, like the storylines, right? And have Marvel Studios basically, uh, um, be involved in all aspects of the movie to make sure it, it fits into their storyline and to use Batman in all of the Avenger movies. Or sorry, to use Spider-Man. Spider-Man. To use Spider-Man in all of the Avenger movies. And Disney gets all of the merchandising and all of the money from from that. That's the non-movie stuff. Okay. Okay. So so, so Sony made a bunch of money just from the movie, but then Disney gets money from essentially everything else, and they get to use Spider-Man in in their movies. So why in the world would Sony 
not let Disney do all the work and let their dis- uh, distribution powerhouse pump out this Spider-Man franchise and they just sit back and make a bunch of money. That sounds like the sweet spot, right? That sounds like someone coming into my classroom, teaching for me, doing a great job, making me seem like one of the best teachers of all time, me chilling in the corner of the classroom, just raking in that dough. That's what it sounds like to me. Why wouldn't Sony just keep that ball rolling? It seems like they're making a ton of money and doing almost, uh, well, not none, but very little work. Yeah, well, obviously neither you nor I are in the room negotiating this deal, but what I've read is that Sony would be fine with the deal continuing as it has been. But, but Disney, Disney wants a cut of the money. Disney wants to share the profits from the movie. Because they don't have they, enough. Well, yeah. So they want to enter into more of a co-financing arrangement. So they would front the money uh, or portion of the money for the movies. And they would maybe like a 50-50 split is, kind of, is one report that I saw is what they're looking for while still retaining all of the other merchandising, et cetera. Right. right? And, so, and so Sony would be... Um, they'd, they'd make less, right? Because there's really no risk with the Spider-Man property right now. Like one of the benefits of of co-producing a movie is that if it tanks, you know, at least you weren't out of pocket 100% of the cost to make it. But there's no scenario where a Spider-Man movie tanks in while it's connected to the current Marvel universe. Right. So th- that's the issue, though. It's not connected to the Marvel universe anymore, apparently. Right. And Spider-Man was set up, spoiler alert, a little bit. Spider-Man's been kind of set up as the new Tony Stark, this new leader of this <laughs> new crop of Avengers that's going to come up, right? And so now all of that is derailed. Does Peter Parker just disappear? Does he go away? Do they have to try to come up with some other way to do it? Do they like – I don't know. Like This completely derails everything that the Marvel Cinematic Universe very strongly was setting up for further Avengers and Spider-Man movies. It's amazing to me that they didn't have a long-term deal in, pl- in place yes. for to deal with a scenario just like this. It's a, it's amazing that because you're right, we're talking trillions of dollars. No, no, we're not. We're talking billions of dollars. Yeah, yes, we are. <laughs> I, I mean, who knows how long this uh, <laughs> this franchise goes on for, right? But yeah, no, probably just billions. We're talking billions of like potentially tens of billions of dollars at stake, and Disney, I mean, I get it. Like, you feel like you're doing all the work. You should benefit from it more. At the same time, is it worth it to not have this character as part of it? Because what's going to happen, Sony will still use the character. In fact, they they're, they still have contracts with Tom Holland to produce, I think, at least two more Spider-Man movies. So they can still use his character, still go with the storyline that they've been using on the Spider-Man solo films, because the last one was left on a very big cliffhanger. We won't spoil it for any, anyone but um there's definitely a storyline to continue there and really kind of beloved characters i think even just two movies in i think a lot of people really like these characters really like tom holland's portrayal of spider-man you get more of a teen spider-man teen angst and he's he's just uh maybe a little bit more wholesome this this version of spider-man hasn't gone dark you know like yeah. the toby mcguire ones did uh well, which they tried to go dark but we're just <laughs> ridiculous yeah. um but so so they can still produce Spider-Man. They can do crossover stuff with Venom because they've got um, what's his face Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Doing, Lots of Toms. Doing, yeah, the Tom Tom. Um, so they could do some crossover there. And I don't know if they have any other properties, um, Marvel property in 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 addition to Venom and Spider-Man. But they could do their own little thing, right? And that 
but that's what it would be. It would be kind of a little thing. I mean, they'd still make some money off of these movies for sure. Like, I think but... Tom Holland is still popular. He'll be a huge draw, but it's not going to be like Avengers money. Right. And it's and it's Sony has had the rights to the Spider-Man franchise for a long time now, and they've done well with the movies. They've, I mean, at least the Tobey Maguire ones were very profitable. I don't know what the financials were on any of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, but they're not as far as I know, considered like hits and, you know, in terms of like comic book movies, I don't, um, I don't see them in any, you know, top 20 lists or anything like that. Um, so you would think Marvel's got this down. Like they just know how to make a superhero movie. Yes. It's always good. Like I don't, Thor two was like maybe the only one thing that's cause they didn't let, uh, Chris, uh, Hemsworth, uh, be funny. They still had a brooding Thor, right? Yeah. Until, until they realized he's like a great comedic actor, right? And let's let him be funny. And then um, Thor Ragnarok was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is super disappointing because I don't want to lose Spider-Man from the MCU, Marvel Comic Universe. I don't want to uh, lose him in this this current Avengers, the new Avengers, right? Uh, because he would have, with Captain Marvel, kind of been the leaders of this new group. Uh, and yeah, I mean, even, even in the standalone Spider-Man movies, you had, um, what's Samuel Jackson's character? Nick Fury. Nick, you had Nick Fury or, well, anyways, I I won't spoil anything there, but, but Nick Fury and, uh, agent, whatever her name is, the Kobe Smolders, Smothers, what's her name? I don't know. I think it's Kobe Smolders. Yeah. It's agent. Why can't I think of her name right now? We're both blanking on her name. Hill, Agent Hill. Hill. Yeah. And then you have you have um, uh, John Favreau's character, Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan. I can't think of anyone's name right now. Um, but yeah. So so do those characters go away? Because those are those are more connected to the MCU than they are to Spider Man, right? And so it would just feel weird. Just feel weird for it to be like a clean break, right? And no mention. Yeah. of you know, Spider-Man not mentioning other superheroes, the other superheroes not mentioning Spider-Man. Can was, you can you not talk about Iron Man and his death and stuff and what that meant to Spider-Man? Because that would be a huge, like, something to just kind of sweep under the rug. That really affected him, and it affected his character a lot in this last movie. So if that just goes away, there'll be a lot of holes. And the Spider-Man franchise would not be nearly as successful as it was going to be, right? Yeah. So here's what my hope is, and what I think could be happening is that... This is just like a leverage play, maybe from Disney, right? So Disney obviously wants uh, to keep Spider-Man in in the MCU, and they want to make more money from it. If they leak that, it's there's a potential that Spider-Man's not going to be part of it, and there's enough fan outrage, maybe Sony buckles a little bit, um, or vice versa, right? Maybe it's Sony saying showing Disney. Um, that people are going to be upset, like with with the MCU moving forward, if Spider Man's not in it. So I, I can't imagine everyone's done, right? right. Like I, I think I, everything everyone comes back to the table at some point. I hope they get a deal done. It it seems silly that they wouldn't. Right. I think I think Sony has all the power here, right? Because uh, they can keep making Spider Man movies, right? But the way that Marvel has written the Avengers movies and the the Spider Man movie that just came out, Far From Home. The way it's written, if you don't have Spider-Man there to fill that role that they've obviously set up for him in this 
new uh, the second phase of the MCU or whatever, it's mm-hmm. going to feel very hollow and very empty. And who's going to fill that void? And I'm sorry, Anthony Mackie as Captain America is going to be good. Um, Winter Soldier is going to play Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier is going to play more of a part in the mm-hmm. new um, uh, phase of MCU and stuff. But that void is going to be way too large. The Spider-Man character looms way too large and is way too big of a, a shoe to fill for any of these other characters they've set up. I think Sony has all the power in this situation. And Disney, I think, is trying to play them a little bit. But, I mean, Sony's just sitting back saying, all right, let's see you, re- let's see you right, around what, uh, right around what you've done so far without Spider-Man all of a sudden. Yeah, so something to keep our eyes on because... I, I don't know. Maybe this is the age of the entitled fan, but like I feel entitled to more Spider-Man movies in the MCU, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Just like we wanted more Christopher Nolan Batman movies. And what's crazy is that, you know, everyone finds this out all at the same time and everyone's an expert all of a sudden. It's the age of Twitter, right? Where there's just yep. like so much information coming at you all at once. And, uh, you know, at least for me, like every time I step out of my office and there's some new bit of information, you know, I'll talk to a coworker. Oh, did you see this? Yeah, I just saw that. It's like everyone's getting the news all at the same time. Their notifications are going off. It's kind of a weird time. Yeah. To... Yeah, it really is. There's no there's no possessor of information. We're all yeah. possessors of the same information. Like there's no unique information out there anymore. Right. It's know, really like, I'll, a strange place people, to be. I'll text people something. And be like, oh, yeah, I saw that. And it's like, man, I want to be the one to tell you. But like Twitter's the one to tell everyone everything all at once. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Twitter, David, I had an interesting uh, encounter. Uh, I had a Twitter faux pas, I guess. Oh, you're going to. So you told me what happened here. And. Yeah. It's delightful, and I'm just going to let you tell the story because it makes me happy. Okay. Oh, well, first of all, I, uh, me and my Twitter uh, BFF, Freddie Prince Jr., I replied to one of his tweets today. This is not the story I'm going to tell, but I just remember Any this. excuse to talk about your new BFF? You <laughs> replied- and Freddie Prince Jr. I get it. I get it. You're friends with Freddie Prince now on Twitter. You're better friends with him than you are with me now. I understand. Yeah. If you had a chance to do a podcast with him instead of right. me, you would take it. I understand that. Okay. I do the same thing uh, for you and a lesser celebrity, yeah. which well, is saying something these days. Okay. Well, um, so he he was replying to something about uh, the Spider-Man movie, and he was saying you know he was going to essentially mm, uh, take his katana katana sword and uh and make sure the uh, executives uh salvage this deal right um I, he, I, he must have like some kind of samurai alter ego or something i don't know it was like if um he referred to himself as like samurai street samurai something like that the street he, samurai yeah wow. uh, anyway so i i tweeted him you know do you need backup and i tweeted uh, I, I tweeted the uh the gif of Legolas saying, and you have my bow. Sorry, you mean Jeff. Carry on. And um, and no no response to my tweet, right? Like, no like, no comment, which is fine. Like, I don't expect to reply every time I tweeted Freddie Prince Jr. You know, 80% is fine. And, um, but someone responded to my tweet with just the, the gif of, of, uh, of, um, Oh, Gimli. Huh? Gimli saying Gimli's glowing sun. Gimli saying, and my axe, which is the next line, right? And Freddie Prince Jr. liked that one. And also some other blue check celebrity liked it. 
And I looked at the, I was like, oh, maybe this guy's like famous or whatever. Like looked at him. No, nah, like 70 followers. I don't know. So I'm feeling a little, I get it now. Like about that, you know, that uh, self-consciousness in social media, right? Like where you post a picture and you don't get the number of likes you expect to get. Right. But you see someone else post something similar and they get a bunch and you, you start to measure yourself again. So I had that, I had that experience today with my BFF Freddie Prince Jr. And I had to take a step back and be like, this is weird. This is stupid. Why am I, why do I even care about it? But it's unjust, David. And he piggybacked off my joke. He piggybacked off it. Yes, he did. Does your BFF follow you on Twitter? doesn't not that i know but he i mean he, if, he talks if to Freddie, me a lot if freddie prince jr followed you on twitter you would yeah. know you would be telling everybody about it you would know <laughs> that's how you'd start conversations hello my name is anthony freddie prince jr follows I would, me on twitter. i would update my twitter bio to reflect that yeah it would be on your business card mm-hmm. i'd put um, it in my in my signature block in my emails <laughs> followed by freddie prince jr mobile mobile there's my number email address there's my email address uh, Twitter followed by Freddie Prince Jr. I <laughs> claim to fame. Well, I, what I'm excited about okay. with your work, we've, you've, you're going to do a yo-yo. Uh, you're you're going to you submitted a yo-yo video, right? Yeah. And they liked it so much that you're like top five in the company for this talent competition you're going to do soon, right? Yeah. Oh wait. Okay. So we need to table the other Twitter story while while we talk about this. Okay. That's just, right. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's remember we got that other Twitter story. Um. Yeah, so that's uh, in a week, actually, a week and a day. Um, so not the next time we record, but the time after that, I'll be able to report on uh, on how it went. Um, yeah, it's a, a North America-wide competition, and people send in videos. And um, yeah, I yo-yo, so I did some of my yo-yo tricks on video, sent it in, and they said I'm a finalist. So apparently it's going to be like a somewhat professional-type deal. There's going to be multiple cameramen there like uh filming it and, and it's going to be streamed to the entire company throughout north america and uh, people are supposed to vote and so it's going to be instant validation or rejection kind of like twitter <laughs> here's here's the thing though is like i'm up against people who have been at the company for a really long time and there's these message boards and they like already have like a following like there's this one band uh, it's like a four-person band, and they've got like people posting on this message board, like, "Oh, I can't wait to hear you guys play." And so, so I already know I'm starting from behind, just from because it's a, essentially, if you know someone in the competition, you will vote for them. That's how these things work, right? Like, think back to any high school competition or something. You had someone in the, you know, if someone was up for Homecoming King. If your friend was up, you would vote for your friend, right? Air concert senior year. The football team put on a great performance. Yeah. We lost to a band that played actual music. <laughs> totally against the rules. But because they did something that was like high level of difficulty and air quotes, whatever, they won the air concert without playing actual air concert music. So, yeah, that seems whatever. like an automatic over disqualification. You um, think so? Yeah. So, so I know I'm starting from behind from a popularity standpoint. Uh, Which makes sense. And so my hope is that I don't know how the voting's going <laughs> to very funny. I don't Thank know. <laughs> I don't know how the voting's going to work. I don't know if you will rank everyone like one through five or if you just vote for either the first place. Right. If you just vote for who you want to win, I I don't like my chances as much. But if you rank one through five or top three, I do like my chances because I feel like my act is going to be so different from the rest because you've got like 
I think everyone else is singing or playing music, and then there's a dancer, right? And then there's me, Yo-Yo. So mine's mine's the most different. It's the most unique, right? And the dancer too uh, is is different from the rest. But and so what I feel like is maybe some of the the singers, instrument players are going to cancel each other out. People will vote first for who they like, who the, who they're friends with, right? But then the second place and third place votes, they go with who had the most skill, right? Like who who wowed them the most, okay? I mean, that's how I would vote. If my friend were in it, I'd vote for them first. And then the one I actually like the best, I would vote second. And so my hope is that there's a uh, tiered voting and uh, and then I rack up enough second and third place and some first place votes to, to win the competition. But, um, you know, I'm just honored to be a finalist, David. I'm just sure. no, happy, no, to share this, happy to share the stage with my fellow competitors. No, you want to win. So people listening right now, I want them to understand the level of, when you say yo-yo, people think like walk the dog and, and yeah, lame stuff like that. But you do crazy things with the yo-yo to the point where I don't even know what the yo-yo is doing. I just know it's impressive. You do one move that I love called the nunchuck where you literally like flip it around your shoulder and then grab it again as if it were a nunchuck. You do things like uh, where it's not even attached to your finger. You do things where the yo-yo is detached from the string completely and you're holding onto two sticks attached to the strings. You do things I've never seen people do in a yo-yo before. And it's really awesome. So I think when when people are listening, they're like, how is he going to impress people at this talent show with yo-yoing with that kind of stuff? It really is amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, thanks for saying that. I, You're welcome. I do, yeah, I think uh, I think it'll it'll definitely be entertaining. Like, I'm not nervous about putting on a bad show. I think it'll be good. I, you know, I've performed enough times uh, to be confident that it'll be a good good show. I mean, I may mess up here or there, but the good thing about yo-yoing this type of yo-yoing is like, unless the yo-yo actually like falls off my hand, like I drop the yo-yo somehow or like it hits me in the face and I lose a tooth. Like most of the <laughs> mistakes I make can be covered up with like a quick movement here or there, right? Um, so so even messing up isn't that big of a deal. Um, and But yeah, so we have like rehearsals the day before where we have to go and like the cameramen are going to be there and they're going to want to kind of know what our routine looks like. So they- Are you going to sandbag? You should sandbag. <laughs> Just like stand still and like- <laughs> Just throw a bunch of sleepers for five minutes and like, right. well, there we go. Make people uh, think it's a make people think it's more of a comedy act than a yo-yo act. Yeah. Well, my original iteration for this act was I had this monologue prepared where I was um, essentially just going to be lying about my dramatic history with the yo-yo, and it was going to be such hyperbole and over the top, and it would have been. I think it would have been funny. But then I was told I had five minutes and my monologue was like five minutes long. <laughs> so I thought, well, maybe I should actually do some yoga tricks. So I think I'm going to do more of like a minute of interaction with the crowd and then uh, and then do three and a half to four minutes of actual like tricks to music. So we'll see. Hope it goes well. Um, this is the first time they're doing this talent show at work. So um, I think I'll become, a, a you know, a minor celebrity on campus, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll, maybe Freddie Prince. I'll have Prince... a yo-yo with me at all times because I'm right. People will probably ask to see a trick or something. Well, maybe Freddie Prince Jr. will follow you on Twitter after this. All right, oh, so, I so. <laughs> so uh, awkward Twitter interaction with Jared Dudley of all people, who looks oh, like Elmer this... Fudd from Space yeah. Jam. This is a very short story, but it's a very. It was embarrassing for the two seconds that it it was going on. So okay. 
So you know how, like, on your phone, you get a text message and you can just, like, pull down and reply to it real fast? Like, you, sure. can, you know, it's, like, really easy to reply to a text even while you're in an, a separate app, right? Okay. And so... Sorry, I was, I was nodding yes, which yeah. I realized the audience can't see. Um, and so Jared Dudley posted, he, there was this post, um, I assume it was some kind of family friend or maybe former coach or something, someone he knew. And uh, their post was about uh, their daughter uh, going off to Georgetown, right? And um, so it's a dad like dropping his daughter off uh, at college. Okay. And, uh, and a, with a picture of the dad and the daughter. And then Jared Dudley's reply to that tweet, and I follow Jared Dudley because he's now a Laker. Um, Jared Dudley's reply <laughs> was, wow, like she grew up so fast, like exclamation point, something, something to that effect, right? And at the time I'm reading this tweet, Laura texts me, and uh, I don't recall what she texted me, but I think... You know, she had some like, you know, the kissy face with the wink, that emoji. It's like kiss. And then there's like a heart over the lips. And then there's one eye winking. You know that emoji, right? I'm fluent uh, in emoji. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So winky kiss face emoji. Uh, and so I, I say, okay, I'll reply to her. And I think I'm sending winky kiss face emoji back to Lara. But somehow through inadvertent button mashing, I send kissy face wink emoji to jared dudley's reply to the tweet about a guy dropping his 18 year old daughter off to college and i don't realize it um for maybe maybe i don't know a minute or two and the only reason i realized it was because laura texted me something else and i looked at our text thread and my kissy face emoji wasn't there <gasps> the case of a missing kissy face my my kissy winky face emoji was absent from the our message thread and i thought well who did i send that to and so i'm looking at my other texts but you know all the most recent ones they don't have that emoji and the plot thickens so i i can't for the life of me figure out who i sent a kissy face emoji to and then i look i i you know i i uh swipe back over into twitter and there it is at the top of my feed my message to Jared Dudley commenting on uh, how fast an 18-year-old girl grew up, a kissy winky face emoji, which I promptly deleted before anyone, um, you know, harvested that for time in all eternity and right. <laughs> used it on me. Did that screen cap? Yeah, if you don't have a blue check, people don't care. No, it's true. Um, so anyway, so that was that was my like kind of heart-stopping Twitter moment, which. Would it have been a big deal? No. Like, who no. cares, right? But still, like, it's the horror. It's like, it's the it's the sending a reply all, right? To when you only meant to reply to one person. It's the moment where you're like, your heart stops for a minute, like, where you have to check yourself and like, okay, what did I actually do? What's the impact of what I did? Okay, this is pretty minor. I'll just delete it, right? So <laughs> that happens to me, but it happens when I'm thinking, like, I think I'm by myself and I'm thinking thoughts and then someone walks into the room or is within earshot the whole time and I don't notice them. And I think, did I say anything out loud? And then I think about what I was thinking about, but my thoughts were moving so quick and like such so inconsequential thoughts that I'm like, wait a second, did I think anything or say anything important? Was I talking out loud? That'd be embarrassing. I don't know what's going on here. Like I was narrating what I was doing in the bathroom maybe or something. And then yeah. I come out and someone's like, like, what, did I say anything? And yeah, I do that sometimes with that kind of stuff, but I don't think I've ever been talking out loud and embarrassed myself like that. 
with someone who I think is overhearing, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, but I'm I'm a very audible thinker, if that makes sense. Like I, when I'm thinking, you I like think, say things in my mind. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm very audible in that way, right? And mm-hmm. so I always worry that I'm speaking out loud when actually it's just my own private thoughts. Well, that's the most appropriate sense, right, for your thoughts to hear them. I would be more worried right. if you were smelling your thoughts. Well, I mean, if Bill Walton can smell sound and see colors. Wait, have smell? you seen? What do you have say? you seen the latest uh, uh, the latest trend of Bill Walton like calling Angel games, like calling baseball games? I saw some of that. I saw that he delayed the start of a Rockies game just because he was hobnob- hobnobbing with the umpires for like way too long. I don't know if this is his new job or if like they just invited him to the booth for a series or what, but like his here's, calls here's are so funny, you know, because like Bill Walton, he he speaks as if he were um, like a, a philosopher, just like placed on on Earth, right, to impart wisdom, but also has brain damage and his thoughts aren't quite coherent. Right. It's like if it's like if a '70s hippie thought he was a philosopher. Right. Yeah. If you're sitting around the campfire and there was some special grass being passed around and it got to him and all of a sudden he was philosophizing about all these things and about the nature of baseball <laughs> and how it relates to life and all these things. Yeah. Yes, that's what it's like, 100%. So what I've heard is he's a huge fan of the uh, – what's it called? The Dead and Company. No, no, no. Right? The Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead. But now it's the Dead and Company. Is that what because, it is? Yeah, yeah. Because or is that what the fans are called? No, no, no. Dead and Company is like the new band, right? Because they had a a group before. They've kind of split a little bit. There's like a new singer or a different singer. There's some difference to it. So now we have Dead and Company. They probably are actually all dead, right? Whoa. (laughs) So I think Bill Watton's a huge fan of that. And so teams are doing um, Dead and Company nights at ballparks and stuff like that. So they're fighting him. Yes, because he's he's like their most – he's their biggest celebrity fan, right? That's hilarious. So he's kind of like the Drake of of the Grateful Dead. (laughs) Hey, man. Better to be known for something weird than to not be known at all. Maybe In in 2019. Yeah, no, in 2019 when you can monetize it. Yeah, like the the Bagel Boss guy. Finally Twitter famous. (laughs) Finally. So the – the bagel boss guy is actually going to be in a fight with some guy who was like really angry bagel and wanted to boss fight him. Guy. What's that? Yeah, yeah, the, the bagel boss guy, the guy that went into the bagel shop and like staged this whole thing where he was like at a bagel shop and he was all upset and he's like yelling at people. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Right? The Italian guy, the, the short Italian guy. Yeah, he's like, you can't tell me what to do. You're not my wife, God, or my boss. Yeah, right? well, so, and he was like so upset that that – women on on dating sites automatically dismissed him because he was short right like that was that was his whole thing for his outrage yeah (laughs) so apparently there's some some company is actually putting on a fight between him and some guy that challenged him to a fight on social media yes like literal they're going to be in a ring fighting and i can't believe that's going on i don't know i can't remember how we got onto the subject but it just blows my mind that that's happening right now uh, better to be famous for something. Yes, that. So this guy is proving that 100% because he did something stupid. He staged right. something ridiculous. Yeah. And now he's going to get paid a bunch of money to do it. Well, at least tens of dollars to do it. Right? Hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, so uh, just so I know, I don't have a clock in front of me. I don't have a timer of how long we've been yeah. recording. How long have we been going just like I know how long I can spend on these sports topics I want to talk about? 51 minutes. So you have five minutes to get all the sports you want in. All right, here we go. First, something that makes me kind of sad. I watched a preseason football game. Uh, I don't usually do that, but it was my favorite team playing against my second favorite team, the 49ers playing against the Denver Broncos, right? 49ers look like trash. 
Well, thank you, dude. Let me get to the stuff. Okay, I'm talk sorry, about just stealing my thunder. Oh, I let you bad. talk about Freddie Prince Jr. for 10 minutes, but you can't Garoppolo, let me talk about the 49ers like for 30 Garoppolo. seconds. Yeah, I know, I know. I'd rather have Nick Mole wins in there because all he does is win, man. Mole wins. So Jimmy Garoppolo goes in there, and I was just was looking up some stuff on ESPN to kind of refresh my memory about what happened. I mean, I know what I saw. My eyes didn't lie to me. But he yeah. posted a whopping 0.0 quarterback rating for this game. Uh, he you know, is that bad. like the average is zero or does that mean he's the worst? That's like Blake Bortles is usually in like the 50s or 60s. <laughs> so he is like 50 points worse than one of the worst quarterbacks we've ever seen starting the NFL, right? And he's supposed to be the savior, right? He, he came in and replaced Tom Brady with yeah. the Patriots when he was hurt. And he put up like a record of eight and two as a starter in the NFL, which is really impressive. But he was playing for the Patriots. But then I thought, okay, well, here comes Kyle Shanahan, who was a genius with offense. He turned, he made, uh, Matt Ryan was MVP in large part because the offense that Kyle Shanahan put together. But hey, when you have Matt Ryan and, um, why am I blanking on his receiver right now? Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Gosh, I don't know why I couldn't think of Julio Jones. Probably August. But anyway. August brain. Yeah, I was thinking for sure that Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo could come up with something productive, right? But no, he looks like garbage. And it's not just the bad result, right? But watching him play, he looked scared. He looked jittery. He has zero pocket presence. He can't (laughs) move up in the pocket when he needs to. He doesn't know when to scramble, when to stay put. His throws are all really bad. If there's ever any pressure, he freaks out and throws a bad pass off balance and he doesn't have any power on the ball. He just throws up garbage. He doesn't take sacks when he's supposed to. I mean, everything I was watching he's, from Jimmy Garoppolo like this could all be worked out in a sad. couple preseason weeks, right? Oh yeah, two weeks and he'll be fine. No, I'm actually legitimately nervous for this Bronco. Well, uh, like this how much season. how much of this do you think is a result? Because he came, he what he he was injured in week three with the ACL, right? Well, sure. You you attribute some of it to rust. First game of the preseason, his first yeah. game back in, in actual NFL action in a while. But there are certain things that he should not be doing at this point. And one of those things is having terrible mechanics with his feet. Mm-hmm. That's not something that you have to get yourself back into. That's something that should carry over. And he looks terrible. And he's got a bunch of money, right? I mean, like a bunch of guaranteed money, huge contract. Yeah, they have so, a lot of money so tied up to him. They're tied to him. Yes. Like I, it yeah. But like I said, I think a lot of fans would rather see Nick Mullins in there. In fact, uh, my favorite Irish uh, sports analyst, Kean Fahey, he talks about how Nick Mullins has done more to win the starting quarterback job in uh, in the in San Francisco than Jimmy Garoppolo has. And there are some numbers to support that and stuff. But Nick despite, Mullins is now the third string quarterback. Nick Mullins is winning the job. <laughs> yeah, but then he comes into the preseason and uh, the 49ers ended up winning the game like 27, 24 to 13 after yeah. Nick uh, Jimmy Garoppolo threw a pick and almost threw another one. Just looked awful. So anyway, uh, another note to that game is Joe Flacco looked okay. Like, much better than I thought he was going to look. I'm not a Joe Flacco fan, but Emmanuel Sanders made him look pretty good a couple times, and I think he'll do okay. He just looked more poised and actually had better mechanics than uh, than Jimmy Garoppolo did for sure. And to see Joe Flacco, who I would consider a slightly above-average NFL quarterback, to see him look so much better than the quarterback that's going to be starting for my team. Above-average, you think he's the worst. Well, I just, whatever. Uh, when, when I say, okay, I don't think he's an above average starter. Does that make sense? Okay, sure. Okay. Because we were watching preseason where there was a lot of other quarterbacks playing stuff like that. You know how I feel about Joe Flacco. But you he is playing. Yes. I think there are a lot of starters in the NFL that are better than him. And if I had a young quarterback that I could be playing instead of him, I might rather 
do that. Like he lost his job well, to a first year quarterback. To do, yeah. Exactly. With Lamar Jackson, right. Who had a lot of flaws anyway, but they saw what was going on there. So I don't know if it was just preseason and Joe Flacco looked great in the preseason. We'll see what happens in the regular season, but that was a very confusing game for me because I love both of those teams. So that was fun. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about still NFL related, uh, Antonio Brown so, finally showed up to practice today. Yeah, I'm over that. So Josh Gordon, <laughs> Josh Gordon came back and all the Patriots players are welcoming, uh, welcoming him with open arms by all reports. They're excited to have him back. They say they love him and all this stuff. And I am not one to Friends. bash on a guy for having an addiction, right? Yeah. He can help the Patriots win. Therefore, all the Patriots players and staff and coaches love him. And all the fans love him, too. So, of course, Josh Gordon, no matter where he goes, because he is talented, he will get the benefit of the doubt and people will love him. Why? Because they can make them money and they can make them successful. Moving on from that, I've said enough about that. And I know I only have five minutes, which I've probably already exceeded talking about so Jimmy Carapolo. Okay, so, so to recap, you are happy for Josh Gordon. Yeah, happy for Josh Gordon. But also, of course, everyone's going to say this guy who can help yeah. us win. He's our buddy. He's our friend. But it's it's convenient, yeah, right. It, it absolutely is if, convenient if, friendship. If he, if he were not, if he were half the player, right, he would have been dismissed, and no one would have cared. Exactly, one hundred percent. Another thing that I saw today that made me happy: uh, Carly Lloyd. What sport does she play, Anthony? Carly Lloyd. Yeah, she's a soccer player. She's a soccer star, right? Uh, oh. She went to Eagles practice today, I think, and then she posted on her Instagram a video of her kicking a fifty-five-yard field goal and nailing it i'm oh, not talking like barely had, cross the uprights 10 15 yards of clearance easily oh yeah she could have kicked it from 60 easy right and so it started me thinking what if in order to make a little bit of money that the u.s uh women's national team is talking about wishing that they had pat them up send them out there let them kick these field goals i know it was i know it was during like a, a practice and there was no pressure and there was no like some no one was coming to block it or anything like that but I mean, she nailed it with still, like no practice kicking a football from 55 yards, which is something that professionals uh, can be inconsistent at, right? Professional men. So why not bring in the best soccer players in the world, be they women, be they men, and let them kick these field goals, right? Sure. I mean, if there were, yeah. I don't know how I feel about women in the NFL just because there's going to be a play where there's a loose ball and she will get tackled by a 350 pound man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because and the she place be kickers crushed. in the NFL. Yeah. Because the place kickers in the NFL are all sturdy gentlemen right now. Different though. Yeah. I mean, she's even smaller, and I don't know. <laughs> okay. I there's a difference where if I'm the guy, am I going to hold up because I don't want to tackle a, a woman? I don't. I don't know. I think they should be able to compete for the job, sure. And if they're better, give them the job. It just. Uh, it would definitely be take some kind of a mind shift for I think players and and staffs to be comfortable with uh, a woman being around. Not that not that that makes it right or wrong. You know, I'm not saying that it should be that way. There's just I don't know. I see I a lot of I see a lot of obstacles to that happening. I don't because you watch film of kickers, even in those situations where they should be jumping on a ball or they're scrambling around and stuff like that. Very few of them actually get hit or have any physical contact at all. Right. And so I wouldn't have her be doing kickoffs because there's a risk of her getting blocked or her having to make a tackle or something like that. But like I said, kickers, most kickers don't factor into that play anyway, but just let her kick field goals and she'd be better than most of the guys in the NFL right now. If, if padded up and in a game situation with people running at you, she is better than the other available options, sure, do it. 
Could you imagine? Like Carly Lloyd, Alex Morgan, Megan Rapino, they're all going out for their NFL teams and they're going and kicking field goals or extra points. It would be amazing. I would love that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm uh, maybe I'm too old. I'm old school, David. I know we're only uh, what two, three, four years apart. What is it? How old are you? I'm 31. Okay, three. Yeah, three and a half. Uh, that was some good quick math, just, dude. Just, just a different generation, David. I don't know. You know what? The generation gaps are a lot bigger in a lot shorter amount of time now. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. difference between a 20-year-old and a 40-year-old back in the 1920s wasn't that big of a difference, mm-hmm. right? But the difference between a 35-year-old and a 30-year-old now, I feel like is a huge difference because we all grow up so differently because the technology yeah. we grew up with has changed so rapidly. Yeah, we talk about, we talk about, we were having a conversation the other day, right? About kids or shows we used to watch when we were little kids and we just watched different stuff. Like I never saw a Pokemon cartoon episode until my kids watched one on Netflix and i don't know whatever else you watched you know captain planet all the bad kid shows that weren't as good as the ones i watched sure yeah like like he-man oh he-man yeah wasn't doing he-man so i had a conversation at school today that was interesting so i i don't uh texas has a texas pledge so every day we pledge allegiance to the United States flag, and then we pledge allegiance to the Texas flag. I don't participate in the pledging to the Texas flag because I think it's strange. I think it's weird. David. Right? Like if I'm pledging You're not allowed to eat to... queso. <laughs> I was actually told today, one of my students was like, you can eat at Whataburger. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what Which do you mean? Which was like bought by a, uh, a Chicago oh, no. fund or something, right? We're going to get a deep dish Whataburger soon. But – they, and I and a student was like really she was like well Texas is better than Nevada and I was like on what basis it's bigger <laughs> and I was like okay so Texas is bigger that doesn't make it better I said is Russia better than America and they were all like no I was like okay then it's like all oh, you got is casinos I was like and Lake Tahoe I think you need to um, have a section of your uh, class of your curriculum dedicated to logic I feel like I feel like the youth of today, putting on my old man pants, don't get... <laughs> What are old man pants? My old man pants. <laughs> you know, my son, Hugh, he's adorable, but he wears his pants way too high. Like, he pulls them up like an old man all the time. They are all old man pants. But anyway, keep going with your old man pants. No, I don't, I don't old think Old man yelling at the cloud think, stuff. I think logic isn't a common uh, trait. It's not taught in school, right? It's just not. Like, I learned, I took a formal logic class in college and I learned a lot about just how to think and how to analyze something. Uh, and I think that could be taught much younger than in college. I think you can start teaching that pretty early on. Um, sure. just, just, just being able to formal, formulate and verbalize an argument, mm-hmm. I think, is helpful. Yeah. And understand so I, why your, your argument is uh, not good. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that going on. So here's a... Okay. Uh, if I'd like, if I could, I'd like to close out with two more stories about school. Okay. All right. right. I'll be quick. So oh, first, no, I won't. So you made a sound. No, I, I can actually see up here. It says Anthony's recording the call. So good try, buddy. But he, uh, so uh, lunch schedules are different. There are three different lunch schedules. And depending on the classroom that you go to during your third period class, it determines which lunch you go to, A, B, or C, right? Sounds complex because it is. So my students go to lunch first thing, right after second period, right? We have block schedules. So each class is like an hour, uh, an uh, an hour and 
and a half long, right? And so uh, lunch is about 11 o'clock. So third period rolls around and all of the students that are supposed to come to my class for third period go to lunch first, right? And so I'm about to leave my classroom after my second period class leaves and I'm about to uh, go and put my lunch in the microwave and eat, go to the bathroom, stuff like that, right? So I open the door and I had to fart so bad. And so I did. My classroom was empty. No one was there to see it or hear it except for Oliver Queen, who was watching over my classroom in the corner, right? And I just let it rip. And it stunk bad. And of course, I kid you not, it was the pacing was something like this. It was fart, smell, knock, knock, knock. Ha! I opened the door, and there is a student there who I know is spelling this because everyone down the hall can smell it. And he's just like, there's no one to blame but me, right? And the best part is, knock, 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 open the door. You know he's getting a whiff of this stinky, stinky fart. He's like, I have your class right now. And I was like, well, actually, you have lunch. You'll have to come back later. So, of course, when he comes back after lunch, he knows that I farted. and It was disgusting. Oh, you're going to be the fart teacher the rest of the school year to this kid. Story number one. Story number two that happened today. Okay. So, first day of, of class, not a whole Same lot of teaching bit. going on. Yep. Right? Insane in the methane. Is that what you just said? I so you just mumbled that. under your breath, insane <laughs> in the methane? Maybe said that, yeah. Well, okay. Well, if I didn't appreciate so much, I, I'd be grumpy for you interrupting me, but that was awesome. So we're talking about stuff in my classroom and uh, uh, just kind of trying to get to know the students, just tell them about who I am and where I've come from and some things about me that I don't pledge the Texas flag and why, and that I'm from Nevada, and I lived in Argentina for a while. I'm just telling them, like, I played football and basketball in high school. I just tell them some stuff about me so they can kind of relate to me a little bit more, right? Wow, you seem pretty cool. I'd like to get to know you. Anywho, so I take a, I have a picture of my wife and I uh, on our wedding day, and I showed it to them. It's like, okay, this is my wife, and I'm like, I show it to them to impress them because my wife is very pretty, and so I feel like I get some more street cred, especially with the guys, if I'm like, look how pretty my wife is, right? And it's actually been working out pretty well so far. So I show them, like, this is my wife, and we've been married 10 years, whatever, and uh, one of the guys was like, whoa, you look like Captain America. And I was like, I turned into like a, I was like, oh my gosh, no, I don't. Shut up. No, I do not. And uh, he was like, no, no, for real, for real, you look like Captain America. And I was like, oh, like the poster, because I have a uh, Captain America poster on my, in my classroom wall. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 like the actor who plays him. And I was like, you think I look like Chris Evans? Oh, like, I don't care if you're just saying that to flatter me. Uh, uh, you're my favorite student. So He totally wants an A. He does. Yeah. It's working. With no right? work. Yeah. Oh, it's working. He gets an A. I forgot, to, I forgot his name. I'll remember it soon. I promise. I'll get to know him. But he, he started, like, pulling up. Uh, they had computers at their desk. We started pulling up, like, pictures of Chris Evans so we could show the people, like, see, see, he looks like him, huh? And I was like, yeah, you know, I can see it. I can see it. Like, especially when I was shaved. And yeah. I was like. You are the best. You are the best class ever. And then there was a there was a couple of kids giggling in the back left corner, right? I'm gonna call them los dos amigos, and you can figure out why on your own if you want to. But they're in the back corner, kind of giggling to themselves. And I was like, hey, you two, you're talking about how I look like Captain America before the Super Soldier Serum, right? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and they started laughing so hard. And I was like, I knew it. I was like, I don't oh, care. I love those kids, <laughs> right? And I was like, I don't care. I don't care because when this guy told me I look like Chris Evans, he was looking at my face. And he was like, yep, yep, totally true, totally true. So, boom, this is my new favorite student. I'll remember his uh, – I'll get to know him uh, eventually to the point where I know his name. But he thinks I look like Chris Evans. Awesome. Well well done. Congrats. Sounds like a successful school year already. Uh, yeah. I could retire now and be happy with my teaching career. I'm glad you're getting a lot out of this school year. I only, I only hope your students uh, get the same. Me too. Yeah. It, it's been fun. I'm, I'm excited to be teaching high school. It's going to be cool. It's going to be totally different. 
yeah, it's been night and day so far. And I imagine it's just going to get even better. All right. Well, only a few weeks left of preseason, David, and then we'll have actual sports to talk about. September 5th, as long as he's healthy, Aaron Rodgers will be playing football in a new system under a new quarterback. Uh, I mean, under a new coach. And I am so excited. Awesome. Well, we'll at least get one show in before I uh, take off on my travels. Oh, we'll have to take a little break. That's too bad. Uh, like, yeah. You need to go and check in on the Swedish jewel heist, of course. Make sure everything's going smoothly I'm there with the investigation. I'm going to in prison. Yeah. You should. You, you should look the man in the eye that you put away. He should have an opportunity to confront the man who put him away for life. You don't know me, sir, but I'm <laughs> the reason That'll go over well. Cool. All right, man. Have a good week. You too. Bye. I don't know how to end this when we're not in this. How do we end it when we're in the same room? Usually we, we say something funny and we giggle. We usually say something funny. Right, but oh, it's much harder did to I tell you? Did I tell you my new knock-knock joke? I did last week, didn't I? Did I do it last week? I'm, I know you did, but I've forgotten it because I don't think I liked it. Is what? it about an egg and forgetting the yolk? Yeah, well, thanks for ruining the punchline. Yeah, no, you did it last week, and I didn't ruin anything for the audience, trust me. Okay. I am a free FL egg, so I couldn't remember the yolk. <laughs>